Hi, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Localites OKC. I'm Anna Farhaw. And I'm Kayla Coffey. So last week, our episode was so much fun. Oh my goodness. I loved seeing other people's lists of their favorite things. Oh, or when we saw people in real life and they were like, how did you even come up with 10? It took us so long. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you guys for knowing the stress. That was a fun celebratory episode for us. I'm so glad we did it. Yes. Um, But for my last week of what I did. Yeah. So on 4th of July... I went out to Yoga Theorem up in Edmond for my first time. They were doing a free class, and I'd never, like, I'd heard about the studio since they opened, Mm -hmm. and it was people who had been from Hidden Dragon Edmond, and it's like, I've known a lot of them, and it was great to finally see their space. They're right off of Broadway. Solid. Um, Easy access. Yes. Like, off of, like, 4th and Broadway. So, um I almost missed it, though, from the street because I just, it just came up quick. Yeah. Yep. I've been there. (laughs) But their their studio reminded me a lot of the old Hidden Dragon um, before they moved to Bricktown. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a big open room. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's definitely a little more like rustic, if you will. Um, But I really liked that. And it had a great crowd that day. And they also live streamed the class on Facebook. Oh, that's which fun. is really cool. So, so along at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that was neat that they do that. Um, but yeah, it very much felt like a hidden dragon to me, and that's a good thing. So, yeah. so I liked it a lot, and just having those chances of those different free classes to be able to check out new studios is awesome because. I never would have probably made it a point to go up to Edmond, mm-hmm. and drive twenty minutes to go to a class. But it was totally worth it, and I'm glad I glad I did it. So Yay. yeah, oh, that makes me so happy. Did you do anything else before Friday? No, no. Okay, so Friday, can we <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. I don't care. No, Whatever. we are. You planned it. We're we doing it. So <laughs> I was on PTO because holiday weekend and blah blah blah, and I got my hair done. Shout out to my girl Cassie right now because I know she's listening. Appreciate you. Um, so after an incredible, like, time at the hair salon, I went back home, and I, like, napped for a hot second, and then I met you for something that you had been working on for a while, putting together, that you dubbed the Portland Dive Bar Tour. Yes. So, So, Anna, tell us a little bit more about this. Okay, well, basically, Patrick and I did a dive bar tour maybe two years ago, just on our own, just him and I of different dive bars, mostly on 39th street at the time. Um, some on, there were some on 10th and some on 39th. Um, but they were all in that kind of area between like Portland and MacArthur ish. Mm -hmm. And there's just lots of random dive bars in that kind of few square miles of the city. Yeah. Um, so we, we just did that for fun one night and we always intended on doing another one. And we started talking more about it because it's it's a very summertime thing to do. Yes. <laughs> um, so we talked about it more and kind of talked with some other people. And we brought it up to Eric and Jenny. So Eric from Scotty's Deli. Yes. And his girlfriend Jenny from Edible OKC. And they were super, super down, down for the idea. So that kind of told me, okay, I need to actually make this happen. So we decided we were going to do day after 4th of July because like... Nobody else had anything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a Portland dive bar tour. We started out at the mill. Yep. Um, so 58th. And we ended all the way down at 16th. Um, but all they were all either on or directly off of Portland. 
And we ended up going to seven bars. Yes. Well, Anna did. I think I made it to five. five. Yeah. You yes. went to five. Um, but yeah, so we were at the mill. Yep. And then the store right. club, which is off of 50th. Fine. Then we went down to Ooh, Rosita's. Rosita. That was that, that was sketch. That, oh, it was a little sketch. Loud, that was sketch. Yeah, it's a straight up like Mexican bar. Cash. Yes. And we were the one of like there was maybe two or three other, other people, people in there. Yeah. They were definitely like, what the hell are these people doing here? I didn't want to use restroom there. Yeah. I, I didn't I use it. Like um, die. But yeah, then right next door to that, and these are off of like 30th in Portland, is still working bar. Okay, shocking fave. Yeah. Okay. It was so actually really good. Because really, you're playing pool. Yeah. I was okay, really every nice single one of these bars, yeah, every single one had a pool table. Yeah, oh, yeah, everyone. You can't be a diver without a pool every table. Every single one was smoking. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not all of them were that bad. And the they didn't. Mill was the worst. You did. You thought the mill was worse of smoking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Maybe it's because more people were smoking. They had a. That was the one that had the most people in yeah. a compacted area. Yeah. So that it was um, worse for my asthma, but I yeah. got my inhaler and I was chill. Because overall, yes, they all were smoking, but like, I didn't feel like I noticed it that much. Okay. Um. I just, only noticed at the mill. Yeah. Yeah. But, so back to where was the place? Still working. Bar. Still working. Mm-hmm. The bathroom. Solid. There were some issues. There's a weird ass poster, but I loved it. And I took oh, pictures of it. Yeah. And sent it to everyone I know <laughs> in a weird hole in the wall in Valve. But nice bathroom. Pool tables, great. They had the chalk for your hands and they had the chalk for the stick. Yeah. They had. You had tables. to pay for the table, right? You did. Yes. Okay. It, and it was a dollar. But that's, that's not bad. But that's the lowest it would ever be. Yeah. Unless and it's free, obviously. The drinks. <laughs> Decent. Yeah, I stuck. Yeah. I stuck with domestic beer the entire night, like, which I, was my plan. I don't think I paid more than three fifty, two fifty, three fifty for every beer that I had. Yeah, solid. And then where, where did we go after still working? So this one wasn't in the original plan. Oh, However, we, Jenny brought it up. Yes, and it's it's in the shopping center that's right across from Rosita's and still working. And it's a karaoke bar called Don Quixote. Many people might be familiar with it. I know I'd heard of it, but I didn't realize that's where it was, mm-hmm. which is blocks from my house. Um, but we ended up stopping there, too. And that's actually a really big space. Did we talk about the place between the mill and Rosita's? The store club. Yeah. Oh, okay. We did. Sorry. Yeah. I missed it. Okay. Yes. The store club. That mm-hmm. was... F- oh, and I was like, that's fine. Move on. Sketch. Okay. Yes. So, Don Quixote's. Yeah. And so, that one, like, there was people singing karaoke. That was they hard had- to find. For the record, even though it's in the shopping mall across, really hard to navigate because it's like there's weird the strips of buildings center of the shopping mall. Like a, it's like a triple eight and it's in the eight crosshairs. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. Confusing. It was a little hard, um, but there was pretty decent crowd there. And people were singing. Do yeah. Hoffs. Oh, yes. Hoffs. I remember that happened. Yeah. And, and Jello shots. Jello shots. Then and you that's dipped where out. I tabbed out because we had a photo shoot the next morning. But continue. yes, and then from there we went to the anchor, which is off of like Twenty Second in Portland, and then we ended it at Richards Club, which is off of Sixteenth in Portland. And I mean, basically, that what what I found 
most about all of this was that they almost were all the same. Yeah. It's like the atmospheres were all pretty much the same, except Don Quixote too, because that one had the karaoke. And then Rosita's was clearly like a Mexican bar. But every other one, it was just like cheap drinks, pool, pool, like neighborhood crowd. You know, it was like, you know, all the people there were their regulars and Mm -hmm. we were the outsiders, Mm -hmm. but it's fine when you're in a group. Like we really enjoyed it. Um, so that was the Portland Dive Bar Tour. If you want to recreate it, hit me up. I'll give you more of the details if you need it. But yeah, that was, so that was basically between 7 p.m. and midnight. Yeah. That we hit all of that. I'm proud Because of you. even with some of them, with having one drink, like we Sometimes were only there maybe 30, half an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I allotted an hour for each, but that was too much, really. Right. But you never know because, well, with a, with a, bar crawl if you will the more people you have the longer time it'll take sure so the fact that we kept it tight and we kept it small amounts and people who we could be like chug your beers we're leaving you yeah. know like people it was very much to listened to me stay stay on task <laughs> because i just i know for a regular bar crawl you need like an hour and a half and you need time to because not everyone can order in the first 30 minutes because sometimes you know things happen and then travel time and parking and blah 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 but if you keep it a small group i would say under 10 you can totally do it 30 minutes, five to 10 minute travel and, and get everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I already planned our next one, which will be the 10th Street Dive Bar oh, Tour. I, can't wait. Oh I haven't God. picked the date yet, um, but I already planned it out. We're so. getting uniforms this time. I know we talked about <laughs> it and that we should, but we're going to. So, I'll, I'll coordinate, I'll take the fashion committee. Okay. But yeah, so the next morning was a little bit rough for me. Because we did have to be up for our photo shoot that we did with the Bevographer, Miranda Hodge. And we met up at the Married Gardens first, which we'd never taken pictures there. And thank goodness we were there early because it got hot. It was. It was really warm. But we went there and then we went over to West Village. Oh my goodness. I didn't even know how gorgeous it was there. I want to sell my house, drop everything and move to West Village. I'm not going to. But I want to, if you have not been in their space, go and tour it. If you're looking for a place to live, go tour, check them out. Their area was incredible. It was. And they had two arcade machines upstairs. They did. We played them. <laughs> we, we played Pac-Man. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun. They, they had a ping pong. They had a pool table and a ping pong table. Yeah. Sorry. We mentioned yeah. No, they're common. So they have this like kind of common area. Yeah. And this great bookshelf and Couches, you'll see, you'll see all the pics soon. Yeah. But then we ended things at bar Arbolada. Yes. So we also had a great time there. Um, shout but, out Riley, former guest of the show. Thank you for hooking that up. Yes. So had our photo shoot photos to be coming soon. And then we headed over to JB's first Saturday brunch, yes, which was at scratch, scratch in Paseo. And you hadn't even been there yet, right? No, that was the first time that I walked in those doors. It's crowded. a cute space. It's cute. It's it tiny, is. It crowded. is small. I, I mean, didn't expect it to be that small. But they had the patio full as yes. well. And and I asked JB, I was like, so are all these people here for you or are they just here? He's like, no, they're here for me. I'm like, yeah. they were all his guests. So he packed off the place. Um, we just had some drinks, but yeah. we got to see some friends and, and hang out. So that was great. And After that. So I was planning to go home, but then I was like, oh, I'm hungry. And so I was going to go get tacos. And then when I was headed to get tacos, I got a text and it was like, Angry Scotsman. I was like, fine, I'll go have a beer at Angry Scotsman. So I had a beer at Angry Scotsman. 
Um, then I got tacos and headed home. And then I went to Tacos bed. from? It was tacos from the Taco Nation food truck. Oh, okay. That's the only reason I went back into the core from Paseo. Cause Where were they at? They were at... Not at Angry Scotsman? No. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Somewhere near there. They were somewhere and I went and I got them. And then I ate. Or I went to Angry Scotsman, but it was fine. Um, and then I went home and I went to bed, like, super early and just called it. But what'd you do? Um, I didn't have anything else that I did until Tuesday. Oh, perfect. That's, so. I This was, like, one of my first weeks in forever that I, like, had the weekend off. And I didn't have anything till Tuesday either. So what'd you do on Tuesday? Um, well, I went to have dinner at the Mayan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I thought about those tacos when yeah. we were leaving Scratch, and I was like, mm, maybe I should just Because we there. were right there. I know. I should have done that. That would yeah. make more sense. No, I went to the Mayan because we were going to a show at Zoo Amp. Did it hold up? Yes. Okay. It did. Um, so it was Taco Tuesday, which I didn't think about, but it was super busy. Um, it was very full in there. Luckily, there were spots at the bar. So Love we sat it. up at the bar. Um, it did take longer than I would have liked, especially since we were trying to get to a show, but they were very busy and I'm happy that they were busy. Um, but yeah, I did. So the tacos on taco Tuesdays, there are $2.50. Oh my gosh. Which is great because some of them are normally as much as $4. Yeah. And I had, um, me and Patrick shared Asada fish and carnitas and carnitas was still by far the best it's the best thing that they do like i like like the asada wasn't as good to me like i've had better asada tacos at other places but but the the carnitas is amazing and i I like the fish taco too but like that's what you had the first time we went but yeah, yeah the the carnitas really take the cake solid i love it well i was invited back out to dry bar for a complimentary blowout as if I don't go there all the time and pay for them but I love it shout out to Pam thank you I just I feel like I talk about it all the time and I don't care I'm going to continue doing it especially when they give me free ones the dry bar in class and curve has literally changed my life they've changed my life like when I started getting Brazilian blowouts and straightening my hair changed my life like I you have no idea what my life used to be like when I had this naturally curly hair (laughs) and I was bullied and it took up so much of my time to try to make and tame and like the hours that goes in to making my hair decent to even just go in public. And I... We're just in a better place now. We're just... They, they're they just taking me to the next level, and I so appreciate it. So just, like, another shout-out to them. Driver, Class and Curve, the greatest people in place on Earth. Is that it? That's it. Okay. That's all... That's, that's <laughs> the thing. So, on... Today, which is Thursday, it's the grand opening at Magnolia Bistro. So this is down in Auto Alley. It is on 7th and Broadway. It is what used to be the Fit Pig. Yeah, so so right across the street from the yard. Yes. So it is 722 North Broadway, Suite 100. And this is going to be Cajun Creole food. And I believe, I heard this, but I'm not positive that it's been verified, but that it's the only Black-owned business in Auto Alley. I think you're probably right. And also, they have another restaurant that they had, like, I think it's in Midwest City. Okay. And that they still have. Cool. And so this is kind of their branching Branching off off. from that to have a place in Oklahoma City area. I love it. um, Or downtown. Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. So kind of like a lunch spot, if you will. Yeah. 
And, and I bet if they're successful, they're going to expand it. that. <laughs> and I'm going to go for it because I love Cajun and Creole food. So I am so here for this. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So I know they're going to have like etouffee, gumbo. They, they have little like signs on the doors of like the different things they'll have or the windows. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So they'll, that should be really good. I love it. It's also Duke's Thirsty Thursday at Coop Aleworks from 4 to 9 p.m. So this is going to be a fundraiser for the Oklahoma Humane Society in honor of the belated taproom dog, Duke, who unfortunately passed away a couple weeks back. They are honoring him and his love of beer and people and support for other doggos with uh, this event. They're also going to have the Rockin' Rotolo food truck out there. So if you are free on Thursday, head out to the Coop Tap Room, 5 to 9 p.m., support the class. And for Friday, there's quite a busy weekend ahead. Oh, yeah. There's several local breweries doing releases this weekend, which there's so many of them that we're not going to mention each one right now, but it'll be on our blog and on our social media. Yep. But the first event starting Friday is the first annual... Mm, not allowed. <laughs> Oxymoron. You can't be first and annual, but Anna, continue. I, I always know that, yeah, but you, I still, I keep the it, name the way this, uh, that the place the writes way it. They did it yeah. I know, but they're wrong and they need to know that they're wrong, but now we will support them. First annual Oklahoma City Tattoo Arts Convention at Cox Convention Center through Sunday. Okay. I, yes. Okay. Um, so you can get tattooed by some of the best local national or even international tattoo artists. They have some coming from like different Asian countries. Like it's a whole thing. Um, but they'll also have jewelry, clothing and artwork vendors, a sideshow entertainment and live human suspension. Here for it. Um, $20 for a one day pass, $40 for the three day pass. Okay. Now, and you might not know this, but is that to get in or is that to Get a tattoo. That's to get in. Pay for a tattoo once you're in. If you're getting tattoos, then you pay whatever the artist is charging. And that's just to go into the event. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So, yeah, if you're into tattoos, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't check it out because this event's literally made for you. I know. And people who are into tattoos, they would love something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's also the Funky Town Sour Release 2.0 at Twisted Spike. So this is going to be going on noon to midnight, and this is going to be featuring their new cherry and raspberry barrel from fermented sours in 10-ounce pours only. So that is an important feature to know. So I went to their first Funky Town release, and I ordered one of each, and I thought I was getting a taster, and I got the 10-ounce pours of each. Mm. And I was only had like That's 30 fun. minutes and was headed to another event, and so I just chugged them, and they were great, and I appreciated it. But this is another iteration of this. I am so thankful to Twisted Spike releasing these sours finally. You know we've been waiting on them for over two years. And so great job to the team over there. And definitely get over and check them out. All right. Also on Friday is OKC Roaster Throwdown at Open Flame Coffee from 6 to 9 p.m. So this is that new-ish roastery that opened in Midwest City. And they're having coffee tastings from local Oklahoma City roasteries with food pairings. And you get to vote for your favorite. The winner will get their proceeds donated to the charity of their choice, and it's just a $5 cover charge. Love it. All right, and where you know both of us will be, and I'm still working on my costume to perfect the look, (laughs) and that's L-E-W-K. Look, it's Skate on the Plaza, 6 to 10 p.m. It's going to feature a skateboard art show, skate jams, skateboard lessons, punk bands, 
skater fashion show, skate vid screenings, and more skate stuff. They're also going to be featuring an open house at The Stray, which is the new Airbnb concept that's happening at 1620 North Blackwelder. So definitely come check this out. Check out the Facebook event, and that's where we'll be. Yeah, and I'm excited because... They've never done this theme before. No, they haven't. And um, <laughs> I used to be more skater in high school when I was in my emo phase, but now I like I have one pair of shoes that'll work, so I'm gonna have to like go get a top somewhere because mm. I can't like wear a flannel. Like it's too hot. So I'm gonna need to like find yeah. a summer skate top look. Yeah, it probably would be better to do in the little bit colder yeah, months, but that's, fine. that's okay for next time. Yes. Um, so Saturday. <laughs> Our first event is Asian District Cultural and Culinary Tour, 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So this is being put on by a former guest of the show, Asian District Cultural Association. This is their first time they're doing one of these tours. Um, You can learn about the cultural backgrounds and try local Asian foods like banh mi and pho. Stops include Lee Sandwiches, Military Park, where the festival was, and Seven Asian Bistro. This will be happening again August 3rd and October 5th. So if you can't make this one, save those dates. The tickets are $45, which you can buy on Eventbrite. And I know they were running low on those. So if you want to go, definitely check that now. Okay. All right. It's also the second annual All Day Frosé at the Jones Assembly from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. So this is their two-year anniversary. Holy cow, which is... Not surprising because they were our first guests on our show. Yeah. <laughs> and we're having our two-year anniversary. I was about to say, like, that's so crazy. But they were our first ever guests, so this totally makes sense. Um, and they're going to have free performances by four bands and DJs throughout this event. And they're going to be uh, all throughout the day. And if you haven't been to Jones and had a Frosé, this is your perfect opportunity. Go out, try it. It's like Yeah, even else. I like it. Yeah. The Frosé is great. <laughs> All right. So we also have the Summer Sour and Funk Festival at 405 Brewing from 5 to 9 p.m. But that's our guest today, so you'll hear a lot more about that in a minute. Love it. Um, But we also have the Founders Birthday Celebration at Artspace at Untitled from 5.30 to 8 p.m. They'll have music by Jose Hernandez. Love him. He was my artist when I was the um, site manager on oh, you're opening right. night, yep. he was my guy. He plays the, the guitar. He was great. Yes. Love him. Sorry, I almost said piano. And then they'll the also have dinner <laughs> offerings by Chef Curry. Oh, my gosh. Again, love yes. Chef Curry to go. Which and you can't get right now, so go to this. Yes, and they'll have dinner offerings for $12 and then a cash bar. And then also, um, so this is celebrating the birthday of the founder of Artspace at Untitled. Solid. Um, but following that is the Deep Deuce Jazz event Ooh. that also happens at their site, which that is $10 if you want to go to the jazz part. Um, but the birthday celebration is free. Cute. I love it. All right. Our final event on Saturday is Bad in Bricktown at the Skyline on the Bricktown Canal, which love this event space. Yes. Holy cow. It's like one of the few places I'll go in Bricktown from 8 to 11 p.m., this is going to be kicking off the nationwide tour of Bad in Bed Live. So we talked about this on our show as up, up as part of our event series when it happened here in Oklahoma City, which was the world premiere of Bad in Bed Live. It features stories, dancing, entertainment, and this event's going to have a silent auction. So to attend this event and kick off this tour with them, it's going to be between $40 and $80. So $40 for a regular ticket. I imagine it's $80 for a VIP. 
And they, they actually have three different levels. Oh, three different levels. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So whatever <laughs> you're here for, it's within $40 and $80 and you can find those on Eventbrite. All right. On Sunday, and I'm going to be going to this. Yes. Bastille Day Brunch Bash at the Pritchard from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So best, there's a lot of Bastille Day celebrations going on um, over the over this weekend mm-hmm. at some different places. Do you want to remind us what that is? It's French. It's French. It's like the French say? Revolution, Revolution or something. There we go. Okay, that works. It's it's something that matters a lot to French people. Of course, um, <laughs> I want to honor that with respect and dignity and not ignorance. But yeah, so it's it's like the National Day of France, Perfect. and which is on July 14th every year. Um, which, so this is the actual day of it. There's other places doing stuff, uh-huh. different days to celebrate, but they're going to be celebrating with three glass wine flights for 20 bucks. Holy cow. Um, and you, I'm going because that's a bottle of wine, three yeah. glasses, 20 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going because I actually, I, I don't remember what made me remember. I was like, I need to go back to brunch at the Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Something made me remember that. And then maybe actually researching for this. This, Or was it when we talked to Amy and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys totally made me Whole30. Yeah. And so I I wanted. I saw that picture and I was like, oh, I just talked about it. So I was looking at their menu and I was like, I need to go back to brunch there. Um, But I'm going to Newsies that day. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, that's on the way to Civic Center. So we're going to go to brunch and I hope it's not too crazy um, because of this event. You made a reza, right? We did, um, which you can do by calling 405-601-4067 or on open table. Love it. All right. On Tuesday, it's across the aisle at Sunnyside Diner at the 6th Street location at 530. So this one is going to be featuring State Senators Carrie Hicks and Jason Smalley, who served together on the Senate Education and Health and Human Services Committees. Our last event is kombucha class at Angry Scotsman, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. I am so upset that I'm going to be in class during this event, too, because I want to go to the store. They might do another one. They better. Are you listening, Ross (laughs) and Stephanie? Please do this again for Kayla. Thank you. But you can learn how to make your own kombucha at home with supplies included. You'll need to register by Friday, though, to make sure they have supplies for you. And it's $30, and we'll link to that Square Up link. All right, that wraps up our roundup of events. Not ready, but we've already started. I'm not ready, but we're already falling. Well, this one's going to be a fun one today because <laughs> it's already one of fun. the one of these guys in particular has been trying to figure out how to get on our show for a while, and we've also been trying to figure out how we can get a new brewery onto our show that we haven't had before. And this one is 405 Brewing out of Norman. Woo! Hello. So go ahead and each of you introduce yourselves. My name is Jonathan Stapleton. Okay, well, and thank you so much, Jonathan. So we know you, Trey over there in the corner. He's got to come back up here in a second. But we have met Jonathan. I can't even remember when we met, but it had to be an event. And it had to be something where we were finally like, this is what we do. And you were like, cool, I want to come on. And we were like, open a new business or host a big event. Good luck, bye. And here it is. Finally. Go ahead, Trey. This would be my Wheel of Fortune introduction. (laughs) Hi, I'm Trey Carson from Norman, Oklahoma. I work in a production brewery. 
I have two cats, Markle and Nemo, and uh, adjective wife. Uh, we could <laughs> use the words like a wonderful, a happy, a blissful marriage to my wife. Yes, Jana, and we have been married for 13 years. And I have been married to my business partner, Jonathan, for 38 years. What? Plus. Well, because wow. we actually were friends uh, pre-conception. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's an interesting feat that happens, but I'm here for that. Is there anyone else who's involved in the brewery who isn't in the room today that we need to give give some shout-outs to before we get into it? We have lots of people there. And okay, briefly. Most of them would not want their names mentioned, but okay, we will say bad. Robert Love is on our production side, Mackenzie Mann production, uh, Katie Lovac on social media, and my wife, Jana Carson, uh, on various things, including photography. And, I, and I'm sure I'm forgetting. Oh, Michelle Dewey's on events. Is there someone else I'm forgetting? There are so many volunteers <laughs> who make our brewery a success. Well, we'll be talking about your event that's happening this Saturday, which is the Summer Sour and Funk Festival. But first of all, tell us a little more about your history as a couple and then <laughs> how you founded the brewery. So how were you guys conceived? <laughs> Please, no, don't go there. I'm sorry. But, but start out. Maybe Jonathan, because we don't know anything other than your name. Um, Not we, the what, listeners. What would you like to know? I... How'd you meet Trey other than Conception, and then how'd you get involved in brewing? Edit pause here. Just <laughs> kidding. You're no. so much. Um, Trey and I, I mean, we grew up at the same time. We graduated the same year of high school, so we were always... Wow, go, we're, go we're getting head shakes. We're okay. Back. So now there's a real edit. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> we're not going to edit. Keep going. All right. Well, we're back. <laughs> and so, long story shortened. Your parents were Our friends? parents were all at OU at the same time. Uh, my dad and my mom were dating, and my mom and Trey's future mom were in the same sorority. And now we got it. We need to know which one just because they aren't going to know. Gosh. There's oh. no way they'll know. <laughs> I was like, I we're such like nosy Yes. Well, my mom was in a real one, too. So we're, <laughs> we're going to have to phone a friend if you want to know that information. All right. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Ooh, that's the second game show reference. reference. All right. So, uh, and then our dads were both in the same fraternity as well. And we don't care about that. So, so, a, so when you were twinkles in the eyes, that's one. how you all knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's more to the story. Oh, sorry. The, the because they were friends does this not pick up off axis and um <laughs> it would trey you can talk yeah go for it stay here stay here they were friends and your mother knew my mother my mother needed a date and your father was kind enough to say i have a friend who's single and he's nice and then they collectively set my parents up on a date oh they did but then your dad Left the country for a while. <laughs> and the story I get is that it took a long time before he called her, and she was all mad, but then it finally did, and of course then it happened. Wow. Okay. Well, that was that was like a regular episode of some kind of late or er, teen drama, ABC Family, freeform drama. 
If you've seen one of our sour beers, Perfect Strangers, I don't think we have a. How dare you not bring a beer that works with this story that you didn't know you were going to tell? With Perfect Strangers, which will be available at Summer Sour and Funk Festival on a limited supply. Solid plug. There is a drawing of Jonathan and me together, and I am am clutching Jonathan. As he is doing now. I was going to say, much like right now. I'm doing this now. Oh my God. And Jonathan looks identical to Balky from I'm sorry, not Balky, but cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. So, so this is like an '80s movie for anyone who not doesn't a movie, know that. Television. Oh, so. TV show. Sorry. So if you happen to see any of our generic in-house labels, you'll also see that drawing on the side or on the front of our Perfect Strangers label. Love it. Okay, so fast forward a touch, just. For brevity's sake, um, where did you guys decide beer was something related to a thing you wanted to do? You were eight years old. <laughs> no, for real. Well, it's it's a long, I think, and, and well-documented history. <laughs> so I'm really yeah, glad that you asked. Yeah, give us the version. <laughs> uh, Jonathan and I were conceiving the idea for 405 at the time. So much conceiving has been happening in this. It's a lot. (laughs) Um, At the time, he was living in an apartment complex, and he had asked me to to come over. He was going to be gone for a weekend and to watch his cat. I went over there to... And what was the cat's name? He still has the cat. The cat is Turtle. Okay. (laughs) So I went over to the apartment to watch Turtle and to feed Turtle, and I was approached by his neighbor, a very odd gentleman who was also a CPA. God, I was hoping it was your wife. Damn it. Okay, no, continue. sorry. And this guy was like real bizarre, and he said, hey, I'm having a party just down the hall. Do you want to come over for a party? And I'm like, sure. Sounds great trying to get out of going to this party. Uh, I go to the party that evening, and it's basically all of the CPA clients. I go back to Jonathan's apartment after the party's over, and I open up the fridge, and I just hear the word Zool. And there's eggs that start popping out of the egg containers and frying right there on the countertop. And that was the moment that I knew that we had to start a brewery. And in, in your version, Jonathan? I'm, I have I have so questions. questions okay, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, I I have not seen Wait, that. He so forgot that to mention that he locked funnier. himself out of his own apartment too. Wait. Oh, well, I was actually playing the Sigourney <laughs> Weaver role there. Oh, only yeah. it was just a little. It was a little different. It was a little altered of a role. And I can't believe you've never seen Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. I know. I know. The only true part about that story is that my cat's name is Turtle. Thank you. Okay, so you were sitting over here and you're like, I don't remember this. He also did live in an apartment. Not at the same time. (laughs) And I, I would play disc golf on the east side of Norman. And at that time, there were a lot of abandoned shopping carts from, say, Dollar General, Target, Walmart. A friend of ours, he and I would go play disc golf and we would go... Uh, save these shopping carts that had been thrown into the creek. We would take them back to Jonathan's apartment, and we would hang them from bicycle hooks inside his apartment so that when he returned home, he had 
new shopping carts in the <laughs> department. I can't tell if this one's real or another that's movie. Right. I don't know. I can that's, definitely that's, tell your fraternity men, though. That's done. Neither one no. of us. There you go. Just birthed of them. Okay. Oh, just your dad's. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, but maybe a beer? more, more realistic we... story, though. Yeah. Beer. We, we took a trip um, <laughs> before Trey's wedding to his lovely wife, Jana. And Ooh. new adjective. Lovely. And uh, during that trip, this was kind of like the bachelor trip. It was a bachelor trip. It took nine days. We went, uh, four of us in a suburban, drove from here to St. Louis, St. Louis to Chicago, Chicago to Milwaukee, Milwaukee West to some other cities that I don't remember. One with an O. I don't know. Okay. okay. And then back, was trying to act it out, yeah. but it's fine. It and wasn't And then back, back south down to, uh, through Kansas City and back to Oklahoma. That's stopping, quite a trip. Stopping at breweries, tasting beer. Um, and picking up beer for the reception. The whole Ooh, point of that was fun. that was kind of our, our, at least my for sure, first time trying a lot of craft beer and seeing where it's made, how it's made. Um, a few months later, uh, Trey bought a uh, homebrew system. On Where'd you buy it from? You ordered it on the day of the Super Bowl from California. Some guy. Anyway. eBay. eBay yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it yeah, arrived. Because this, this was 13-ish years ago? No. 2000, yes. Yeah, so the bachelor trip was 2007. Seven. I ordered Eight. the system. I ordered the system in 2008. Okay. So 11 years. So, yeah. We did our first homebrew in 2008, mm-hmm. I suppose. The yeah. end. Yeah. Here's me not making a joke to make you feel old. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say ninth grade was great. But I tried to keep it to myself, and then you guys had awkward silence, so. So we had a lot of fun. <laughs> we homebrewed. Jonathan and I lived two streets apart. We were, like, inseparable. And I was like, Jonathan, come over to my house every Saturday. Please hang out with me. Make me feel wanted. And homebrew with me. And he did. What was one of your first beers? Our very first beer was a pale ale that was 9% and 300 IBUs and was... Gross? Not very good. <laughs> difficult to drink. <laughs> I'm sure it did the job, but fuck that. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so, back from then, how long did it take you all to decide we're for sure going to open up our own brewery? Yeah, a lot of pointing fingers and gesturing at each other, just since you guys can't hear this. So we decided in 2011 we were going to open the brewery. Uh, we had spent three years from the time we started home brewing, really discussing that. Of course, the, the landscape of craft beer in Oklahoma was so oh. different in 2007, 2008. You know, you're talking about one, like one craft brewery at that time, and that's Chalk down in Krebs. Yeah. And then there was Hubert's in Oklahoma City. And uh, outside of brew pubs, like Belle Isle or Coaches and Norman, you, know, you didn't have a lot of or beer Bricktown offerings. Brewery. Oh, I'm sorry, Bricktown Brewery yeah. as well. You did not have a lot of options. So opening a brewery with the the legal uh, difficulties of all of your beer must pass through a wholesaler in the state. You can't sell or sample directly to consumers. Was it was a daunting uh, proposition for us to really figure out a way to overcome at that time. And it's crazy to think like how much has changed in those 10 years. How'd you come up with your name just because you love the 405? 
Originally, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> we were we were driving, and when we first incorporated, which was 2011, at that time, we didn't have as many businesses also sharing the 405 name. Of course, there were some, but uh, it's be- become very popular and widely used, and it's terrific. So, yes, we, we think it's a good representation. We do still get a lot of requests, a lot of subjective. We still get requests from those living in California to inquire about how they can purchase our beer. Oh, because of the highway, the 405? The interstate. interstate. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so they think that we are located somewhere off the 405. (laughs) So I will say we've been looking at expansion opportunities in California, (laughs) Oregon, and Washington are all in play. That would be really cool. There you go. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and fast forward to your event coming up. Is this the first time you're having this event? This is not the first time. This will be the second year for the Summer Sour and Funk Festival. The last year was called Summer Sour Festival. Okay. Summer and Sour Fest. I remember. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like I knew the answer to this because I wanted to try to go. And then it was while, I think it was when we were floating the river last year. If it was this time, it would have been yeah. right. Yeah. Because I was like prepared to finally go to Norman finally visit you all so full disclosure i don't think either of us have ever been nope no we've never been i'm we've so had sorry. your beers a lot but just not at the place no no idea what it looks like going in blind but i was actually really gonna go and then we were in Tahlequah. so but you're doing it again we are and this year we added the funk and that, thank god because that's, that's what was missing and the funk that's not talking about music. That's still talking, We're about, talking the beer. about beer. Yes, right. But we've expanded to to include a wider range of flavors, including some of our funky stuff. That's not maybe as tart and sour like some of them. All right. So, what are some of your favorite beers that have stories behind them that you'd like to share with us that are going to be? Oh my gosh! Question? I'm so glad you asked this question because <laughs> oh my gosh. if there is one one uh, question we hate, it Someone is. Someone came out of the What corner. is your favorite? Favorite is not a term that we use. We use the term memorable. Mm. So can you rephrase the question using the word memorable? Some of the most memorable beers that you guys will have coming up that have some fun stories behind them that you would like to share. I'm going to go ahead and defer to Jonathan. (laughs) Wow. After all that, you're going to defer it. Wow. Wow. Memorable, really? Jonathan's getting out his uh, trifocals right now to be able to read the list that's on my phone. Uh, I can, however, see it without any uh, corrective lenses. What if I gave you a prompt such as the Ba beer that I need to know more about and I know it's going to be there? Ba has been in the works since we opened the the brewery in 2015. Solid. Absolutely. When we really discovered our wheelhouse was sour beer, uh, sour fermentation, life cultures, uh, my sister-in-law, Trina, a.k.a. Catherine, Katie, Katarina, uh, she is our, she's our designer, our brand designer. So she designs all of our labels. She came to me and said, I really want to make a sour beer. I want it to be lemon and ginger. I love the idea. We had labels printed up in 2015. We were on board 100%. And then it just continually got, it was continually pushed to the back burner year after year after year. That's kind of, that sounds pretty shitty of you, but okay. It is shitty, and that's why I am such a good brother-in-law. And so, <laughs> yeah. 
This year, Trina was getting married in June. She did get married in June. Congratulations, Trina. And she was like, for my wedding gift, can you please finally make so me my beer? we had her redesign the label this year so that it would uh, be formatted for a can. I told her that it was going to be brewed in the fall, would come out later in the year, obviously with the intention of releasing it earlier in the year for her wedding. So we were sneaky, and we totally brewed it early. <laughs> we did a secondary fermentation with lemons, and then we got some fresh ginger and made this awesome ginger tea and infused the beer during can conditioning with this ginger tea. And so, bah, the black sheep is my sister-in-law, Trina. Um, also, Confetti Riot, if you've never seen Confetti Riot stuff, uh, at confetti underscore riot on Instagram. She is incredible, and she's an amazing designer. And so she is the black sheep that's on there, and so she that's how she designed herself as the black sheep of the family. So why did you make it B-A-H? Great question. She mumbles a lot, <laughs> and so I would always joke with her in car rides for Thanksgiving to family's houses that she was like, bah, 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 Oh, her bah, Instagram's super bah, cute. Bah, bah. Okay, sorry. I bah. interrupted your boss. She has a lot of long out draw, draws of bars. Okay. Because I was like, surely it would be BAA, but yeah, no. that makes talented more person. sense. So a lot of it's our more beers. more like Charlie Brown characters. A lot of our beers are acronyms. Yeah, I know. F- that's why. Wait, so when we D- talked about it on our show, I was like, what does it stand for? It's no. just the sound. Yeah. But you guys do that a lot. We do that a lot. We do. <laughs> we like to keep it, keep it edgy. We like to spice it up, if you will. Tell us some of the other beers you're excited about being part of this festival. Oh, let me think. Because there are over 30, close to 40. Stanley and Pony is going to be super good. So our sweet friend, Sheila Dilling, she has two little beautiful neighborhood dogs that live in my neighborhood. God, I thought you were going to say children. I'm so glad you said dogs. Oh, no, they're just sweet little dogs. And... Uh, Sheila will walk the dogs in the neighborhood. Sometimes Jonathan and I will walk over to Sheila's house, hang out on the porch, have a drink. She's super wonderful. And so we thought it fitting to name a beer after her sweet little mutts. But as she messaged me last night, she said, you know, since this is a mixed fermentation sour beer, I'm no longer going to refer to my dogs as mutts. I'm going to refer to them as mixed fermentation. That is the most adorable thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So what is Stanley and Pony? Stanley and Pony, I have to remember now, is... Mm-hmm. Boy, did we put this one on the list? It's on all, the list. all I see is it says mixed culture sour. It doesn't so, explain it any so further than that. So we have the entire menu with all with of the, the details. With the more details. So when you arrive on Saturday to our event... Five to nine, no tickets sold the day of or at the gate. You're going to need to pre-buy all those tickets. We are getting close to a sellout. Where can you buy those tickets? Uh, 405brewing.com. And they're $50. $50, which includes the taster glass, a four-compartment beer bag, and a very special limited edition, limited edition beer for you to take home. Plus all the tastings all the you can tastings. muster within four hours. And... <laughs> Part of, part of those dollars are going back to Meals on Wheels. Oh, I love that. So a great organization. Yeah, I was wondering what's y'all's connection with that nonprofit? While I am looking up Stanley and Pony, we will, uh, I'll let Jonathan. Okay, 
I did see this. Stanley and Pony. <laughs> we'll uh, get back to that. <laughs> Stanley and Pony is a, a spontaneous beer. So it starts out for the first three days catching uh, the microflora and the natural yeast that are around. And then it has aged after those three days with red wine yeast uh, mm. for the next year. So it's just a very, it's a, it's a base beer, but it's incredibly complex. So we encourage you to come out and try it. It'll also be available in 375 milliliter bottles to go. Mm. Back to Meals on Wheels. Is it one of the choices for the to go in the ticket? I would hate to say yes, because I really need to refer to my notes on that. <laughs> I know that the one, there's one I'm super duper 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 excited about, which we'll get to in just a moment after Meals on Wheels. And I'll tell you about that one, which will be one of your options as your to go beer. Uh, Meals on Wheels of Norman, specifically Meals on Wheels of Norman. Yeah, fuck the Oklahoma City people. Is uh, a great organization that I have a memory of. Um, I don't know how old I was. I was young, probably six or less, pre preschool, and <laughs> preschool as in before school <laughs> yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I have a memory of riding around with my grandparents, delivering meals. To people in their homes. Oh, they were volunteers? Uh-huh. Awesome. And at that time, even, I thought my grandparents were old, but they probably were only like 50. <laughs> um, or less. And uh, <laughs> Right? Your grandma listens to this, and she's like, I was yeah. 43, mother. <laughs> but, uh, so Meals on Wheels is still around, and they still uh, deliver, deliver food to people who need it. And uh, one of the, I don't know what her, her position is, but... There's someone that we grew up with, and our family we grew up with at the, the church that both Trey and I grew up with in Norman, and she's one of the employees, director, I don't know the answer to that, um, of Meals on Wheels in Norman, da 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 and we just thought it was a good thing to do. So we like, we like partnering with Norman nonprofits for our events. Um, not yeah. to take away from this festival, but we have another one coming up that's not a festival, but it's an event that... That uh, benefits Bethesda. Yeah, plug it. Which is a Norman organization that deals with a bit heavier subject. <laughs> Very much way heavier. Uh, works with children who have been sexually abused in either removing them from those situations and also providing ca- counseling to them. And our dear friend Travis Humphrey, whom we also grew up with, is the director of Bethesda. And we... Try to back his mission of just helping these children on a daily basis, and we'll have a fun event. For sure. Okay, what was that event real quick? And then we'll get back to that beer that you're going to take The on. event is Bags for Bethesda. It'll be taking place on August 2nd or 3rd, potentially. Whichever one, whichever one of those days is a Saturday, that's the day the it will third. be happening. It's the 3rd, yeah. The 3rd. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we always love to see places finding ways to get back to their communities. And I think with you all, were you the first brewery that opened in Norman? So we were the first production brewery. Okay. And we would just differentiate that and saying there were, there were brew pubs in existence before us. There was coaches in our urban at one time had a brew pub. Oh, so we were not the first brewery in the sense of a, a company making beer. We were the first company making strong beer. Right. Yeah. All right. So tell us more about this beer that you're very, very, very excited oh for that gosh. we're going to be taking so home on Saturday. We're going to have a great event with 
some special releases happening every 15 minutes, starting 45 minutes into the Summer Sour and Funk Festival. So it starts at 5 o'clock, come 5.45, we're going to start having some special releases at our different bars, three different bars throughout the event. And every 15 minutes, you'll be able to see something brand new pop up and go try that. And we have three that I'm just, wow, I don't even know how to say how excited I am for these. Hey now. You're very proud of them. Hey now, I'm super excited. (laughs) Uh, Baba Booey, they are the, (laughs) no Howard Stern fans here? Guess not. (laughs) Hey now and Baba Booey, both Howard Stern references. We're going to hit them with the hind here and then we're going to move on to these beers. (laughs) Extreme Blueberry Wine. And this is, man, it's a Brett Farmhouse Saison. I'm actually here for that. That is re-fermented, open fermentation with two and a half pounds of blueberries per gallon of beer. Whoa. And this thing. That's expensive. It is expensive. (laughs) But this thing over time will get funky. So it's a bottle that is one of your choices to take home. And we're going to encourage people, if, if this is your choice, to try the beer at the festival, write down notes about it, but then take your bottle home and keep it in a warm place, like preferably your garage in the summer. And I'm being very serious when I say that. We want to speed up the activity of that yeast in the beer to get it nice and funky for you. If you were to keep it cold, it could take a year plus, but if you keep it in a hot, uh, hot condition... It might get funky in as little as three months, but probably six to nine months, and you're going to have a really funky blueberry wine-type beer. So it's called Extreme Blueberry Wine. has some beautiful blue wax. We're also debuting Cherry Lime Tart. It is barrel-aged in tequila barrels, fresh-dumped Mexican tequila barrels for nine months. That's nine. Nine whole months, then taken out. I take that back aged for nine months, and then we hand-pitted a whole gob of fresh sweet cherries, and then we put those in there into the barrel to let them re-ferment and get that natural yeast so it's funky and sour all at the same time. Tequila. So it's not very strong on tequila. <laughs> it's not strong very on tequila flavor. Right you should just okay. give it a try. So the beautiful thing is you can sample it, and if you don't like it, you don't have to come it. back to it. That is that also is a great thing about sampling. That's also going to be one of your options for the take-home beer, and that beer is incredibly limited. And probably most exciting, Jonathan, can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Woo! Is going to be our Save All Spawn. That teamwork was magical. Man, that was that wow. was so good, Jonathan. I'm proud of you. Right. Tell like, us about it. We are like Penn and Teller. I don't know if you've ever, you probably have never heard of Penn and Teller that because you're so it, young. I do is know that. Is that a circus reference? No. They're magicians. I, okay, that's kind of circusy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure their billboard is up as you're going Look. by the Capitol. It's their. Are they at Windstar? They are at Windstar, <laughs> like in December. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Those are the only billboards. So one the of them talks a lot and then one of them is mute. And that's similar to <laughs> the relationship that Jonathan and I have. I talk all the time and Jonathan is mute. Save all spawn. <laughs> Nor is, does he even defend himself. <laughs> he's like, yes, he's right. This is probably the coolest spontaneous beer we've ever done. And I really get amped up for spontaneous beers. And I really get amped up for this spontaneous beer. We have a single barrel in our brewery that 
makes magical beer. And it's one of those it's one of those barrels that breweries search for a long time to find. <laughs> one of those barrels that they say could be like one out of that one out of every 10,000, 20,000 barrels could be like this barrel. So it's like a unicorn barrel. It is if like you will? certainly whatever your like magical animal is, it's that. Well, that's actually a raptor, but I'll go with unicorn. Well, I mean, it could be a raptor. I mean, <laughs> so the, this raptors aren't magical or imaginary. <laughs> they're not around anymore, so they're really special. Ooh, I'd have to go with check your bird book. Do we still have raptors? There's well, a lot of birds, birds are raptors. Are raptors. Yeah. The dinosaur! Come on, <laughs> stop interrupting. Save all spawn. <laughs> it was so fermented so spontaneously sorry. fermented in barrel RL1. It is composed of 51% wort from grain, 49% fresh save all white wine grapes from down in Washington, Oklahoma. We went down and we harvested the grapes. Uh, with our good friends Susan and Terry there um, at their vineyard. They crushed up the grapes. We brought it back. We put the grapes right into the barrel with the wort, and we let that beer spontaneously ferment only with the yeast that was living on those grapes. Oh. And And that's what you mean when you're talking about spontaneous. Spontaneous means that we add no yeast to the beer. So whatever is in the air or around it in its little bubble, if you will, is what is actually going to land in there and ferment. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really bad. So we dump beer, and that is not uncommon for us to dump beer if it's a spontaneous beer, because some of them take on very horrible qualities (laughs) and are disgusting, and so you have to dump them. So it's a trial. I'm glad you guys guys have that line of knowing... Knowing when it's horrible and when it's just super funky and still good. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that line is always shifting, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's it's honestly like I was thinking. I think I said to Kayla, I was like, I didn't even know that you all had this many beers that and that are just of these type of categories to be able to try at one event. So close to forty different beers that you can sample. I encourage you to look at the Facebook event for the entire list. Um, or at least most of the list, hopefully, um, because there's a very good variety of different flavors, but they all are within that sour and funk kind of genre. Um, is that is that what you feel like makes your brewery different than others, or what would you say that answer is? I'll take the, the closing on this, but I'll let Jonathan hop in and talk about what makes us different. Well, that's, I'm going to let, I'm going to let Jonathan hop in too, but that's, so that's kind of what I think of you guys for. Cause if I remember the last time that I had four or five beer that I remember, cause that's like, who knows, um, was born and brewed last year. And it was with you, Jonathan, and you guys had two different sours. One of them was like something cool for the summer. Cool for the summer. Yes. Yeah. Demi Lovato. Um, and then one other sour. And I was just like, man, those are good sours. Cause I love sours. And so I'm here for a good sour. And so that is something that I associate with you guys. Wow. What do you think, Jonathan? That's a great, that, that, that's a great uh, memory to have. Um, <laughs> and that's what, we, that's what we try to do. So maybe that's actually what makes us different to some degree is that we want to go back to the thing Trace said earlier about making you have your most memorable beer and not your favorite beer. Yeah. Um, the fact that you can remember 
one beer from that festival. Which is honestly crazy because I can't remember anything. <laughs> that, then we've, that's what we're trying that, to do. That was so. really impressive. Um, beyond memorability. Wow, how did you just bring that all the way back? Wow, that was... <laughs> I wrote this whole thing out already. It's already written down. Love it. Love it. Um, beyond that, uh, you know, we, because of the size of the brewery and the control that the, the, the two of us have as owners and with our small group of people, we get to, to be creative and make whatever's on our mind. We don't have a set uh, list of the same beer that we have to brew over and over just to fulfill someone's order. We make what we want to make knowing and hoping that people will buy it. Um, but as long as we stay above that line you guys are talking about, <laughs> the people will buy it. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Back to Trey. Thank you. <laughs> when we started homebrewing, Jonathan and I lived two streets apart. We covered that. Sometimes we'd brew at Jonathan's house, sometimes in my house. And then towards the end of the time, the three years that we lived so close to each other, I had this idea for this sour beer. We'd never done sour beer before. And this is 2012 or 13. It's hard to do. And so we experimented by catching native yeast from Jonathan's backyard and bacteria in an open pot. And Jonathan, I remember, was like very leery of this. And was like, mm, this is going to taste like shit. And it didn't. And it was probably stands out to me as one of the most memorable beers that we ever made as homebrewers. But also the turning point. Good yawn. Thank you. Sorry. As the turning point. <laughs> I'm really into this. I I'm just... sure you are. I'll make this quick. As to <laughs> I'm gonna have another beer our catalyst going. for getting into mixed culture sour, Brett, funky, barrel-fermented, wood-aged beer. <laughs> so when we started out, you probably are familiar with our, with our little motto, which is FDR. We have, we have several like, little yes, taglines. Yes, Franklin, Delano, We have Roosevelt. FDR, we have Liquid Art, we have Built by Hand, but FDR was the original. So FDR is our Coffee Imperial Stout. Stands for Fuck the Damn Rules. And that... For that. And that is what we... That's what we use is the catalyst for all of our new beers, which is if someone has already done it, that's fine, but we're going to try something that is a process or an ingredient that is a little bit different than how other people do it. I think naturally we, we don't think like other people think it's less of a striving to think differently. And we're like, we just think differently. And again, sometimes I know, right? Apple. Hey, Apple, thank you for sending a cease and desist here. And we won't use that on any of our beers, I promise. <laughs> that, that sounded personal. That's fine. <laughs> Apple computers. Apple, it's before yeah. your time off. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble for saying anywho. I saw the Ashton Kutcher movie, okay? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. So that's what makes this different is to just have fun, to try new things, to fuck the damn rules and have a great time. Well, in your brewery, it's located, the address is 1716 Topeka Street. So for people who aren't familiar with Norman, it's off of Flood, just south of Tecumseh. 
So that's on the northern part of Norman, which is easy to get to from the city. I was going to say, bless. Thank you for that. And the wonderful thing is you're just going to, you can either exit on off of, on to 77 from 35, or you can exit at Tecumseh, and then you can just swing south. We are a hidden gem. So on Topeka, you cannot see our brewery from flood. In other words, there's not a big glaring sign or a big building that says 405 Brewing. It's a really small sign, and when the tap room's open, it says tap room open. Actually, it says brewery open. Dang it. it says brewery open. <laughs> Rewind. And there are two of them, but you have to look for them or use the Google Maps because that's pretty easy. And the only sign at our brewery, outside of the one, the temporary signs that are by the road, will be the, is it vinyl lettering? Probably vinyl lettering. The vinyl lettering that's on the front door. So otherwise, there's no sign up front saying, welcome to 405. There's no magic castle in the background, no Mickey Mouse ears. This is literally just the vinyl sign on the front. And was this a deliberate marketing choice? Yes. <laughs> to be Let's hidden. Feel like a speakeasy? No, not necessarily. We want it to just we want it to feel less like a business and more like the place that you're gonna go hang out. Well, and again, so this event will be Saturday from five to nine PM this coming Saturday. Buy your tickets before Saturday. Buy them today or tomorrow. And then the tickets are $50 or $30 if you're a designated driver. It's always nice to have a discount for that. And if you are a designated driver, you do get a meal provided. And, and you have Abbey Road Express food and, truck and that'll be there. you get a bag, too, so you can also put your food in your bag if you wanted to. Solid. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your story, and I hope your event is a great success. Anything else you wanted to add? I would like to ask a question. Okay. No. This is how you end an interview by <laughs> asking the interviewer e- er, 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 yeah, awesome. a question. Okay. Yes. What do you got? You two have been friends for how long? Um, five. Six, six years in. How did you no, two meet? Years. Make it brief. Is how did it, you two meet? Got it. Years? Five years is fine. How did you meet? On the seventh, sixteenth. Five years in a month. We, um, we met from a networking it. event at Tapworks. Have you been to each other's houses? Yes. What is the one thing about the other person's house and or their style of living that drives you crazy? Can we answer for each other? No. <laughs> this is like the this is like the newlywed game. I mean, I another guess game reference probably you're not familiar with that I game know either. I what the newlywed game is, but I know her answer for me more than I have an answer for her. Oh, I don't like that you have two front doors. Yeah, it is I know how to get there now, but it was real freaking confusing. I guess I don't like your steep driveway. Oh, I was going to say how far it was, but my steep driveway (laughs) is trash. That's That's valid. Okay, what's Nothing about the insides, though, are bothersome. No, we love our insides. So, (laughs) (laughs) one of you is not messy and the other person goes over to the house. We're both very type A. Yeah. 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 We shouldn't be friends. This shouldn't work. It's weird. Well, on that note, that's a good way to wrap up this thing, right? On Enneagram, what are you? Seven. You're a seven? On what? Oh, no, I haven't done that. I've heard about it. We're both ENTJs and we're both Slytherins. Oh, Slytherin, yeah. Yeah. I'm right right on the Slytherin scale, too, yeah. Welcome to the dark side. Oh, hell yeah. I've been there. I should be welcoming you because I'm way older than you. (laughs) Great. You said it this time. Well, it was really fun talking with you guys. I was confirming what you were thinking. Oh, I don't get my final question? Oh, wait, final. Oh, there's another. Okay. All right. 
What podcast are you most influenced by at this moment? Anna doesn't listen to podcasts, but I'll go ahead and take this one and say 100% without a doubt, my favorite murder. I'm so obsessed. Is that the stay sexy, don't get murdered? Yes. Stay saved, do God's missions. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I, she's right. I don't. um, And I can't answer that except she helps keep me abreast of the popular things. I have at least two a day. Favorite hairstyle of all time that you wish they would bring back that women would make popular again? The beehive. The Rachel. <laughs> so, favorite friends character? Oh, favorite friends character. So, my cat's name's Phoebe, but I'm a Monica, and, but I love Rachel. It's super, and I, my first cat was actually Chandler, so Chandler. But I, she ran away and died, so. And I don't watch Friends. It's upsetting. That I love them all. is the I, right answer. I love Thank Friends you. more than anything on the face of the earth. I also have a cat named Joey. There's something wrong with me. It's fine. Well, uh, let me tell you, it's been great having you on the <laughs> Jonathan and Trey podcast today. We're looking forward to getting this edited and uploaded. We have five-star review on Apple and whatever. Stitcher. Uh, Stitcher. <laughs> whatever other, like, streaming or uh podcast device mechanisms that you use to listen to this. You're welcome. Episode one has been a blast. We're here to say peace and love. (laughs) Get out of here. This was not a backdoor episode, but we appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. So kudos to them for being the first interviewees, I think, to ever try to interview us. I know. I oh actually really like it. And I was so here for not trying to pull teeth. Like, love it. Yes. Great interviewees. So very long interview, um, nor- gonna, longer than our normal, but that's thanks fine. For, thanks for sticking in. We're going to have to have them back for something because they proved their worth. They came in with something to prove and they did it. They did. Yeah. And you'll get to be at the event. Yes, I will. I'm so excited. So me and big brother Patrick, your husband, I almost said boyfriend. Oh my God, that was so weird. (laughs) Sorry. I said brother and then boyfriend like was coming out. That's fine. Um, Your husband of almost uh, three years, three years now. Yeah. I gave you guys a shout out. That was weird. Uh, Three years. We're going to be there representing hashtag love lights. Okay. See, we got this. It's going to be great. Follow along on social media. And you can follow them online at 405 Brewing everywhere that people are actually on social media. Yes. And then those tickets are at 405brewing.com. All right. So our happenings update. I'm so excited for this one. I'd heard rumors about this a couple months ago, and it's a place that I'm especially excited about. It is Lip Smackers. So they have closed their location, which was on, so it was like the exit. The it's I-44 exit and Penn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the old gas station. And this has been like a thousand things and it's been like awful and like weird logos and it's like kind of creepy, but you go in and since it's been lip smackers, it is like the, the Brie burger. Incredible. The French onion dip burger that's, with the chips on that's top. That's the one I've heard incredible. about. Mm-hmm. Had both of them. The fried okra. Incredible. Um, I'm trying to remember what, I think I had the fries and I don't remember them. And then the cheesecake. And let me tell you, the cheesecake has two different sauces and one of them is... Almost like a sour cream sauce. It's like a little tangy. Oh. It's like a white, tangy cream sauce Mm -hmm. with then like a red raspberry coolie sauce or whatever. I don't know what's going on, but I loved it. And they know what they're doing. The chef is incredible. He's always there. He talks to you. He's personable. I forgot his name right now. We'll figure it out. 
I am so excited for them because he's moving on up bigger and better things. So they are closed temporarily, but he is coming into the shops at North Park, which means he's closer to me. Not that this wasn't directly on my route home, but now it's even closer to me and I'm really excited for it. Yeah. And it's just awesome to see they've clearly gotten to a place where they can move on and like have, have their own space. that's not connected to a gas station and give them a a little more legitimacy. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, they've kind of been one of those hidden gems. Yes. And this will really bring them to light. I hope that they go on Postmates because I ordered that Hacienda Tacos, which has got to be close to where they're moving in all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Shops at North Park has got some stuff going on. Yeah. No. And I'll even like, they still have a movie theater. I'll go to a movie if they're playing something I want to see. I mean, it's not always because it's nothing new and Well, like, and then hot, two but... episodes from now, we'll be talking about the <gasps> Hamilton too. Which is going in there. So, right. like really, they... It's happening. Yeah. They're trying to make a comeback, and I'm here for it. All right. Well, that is it for this week, but make sure you're following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OKC. You can email us your events and happenings at OKC at gmail.com. Okay. One last little plug. Hopefully, um, before our next episode, we should have new photos from our photo shoot. So oh, Yes. Plug to uh, Miranda. How do you say her last name? Just because I know I'm going to butcher it. Just like I'm Miranda Hodge. Miranda Hodge. And then Bevographer. Yeah. You know, I'm the worst with pronouncing things. uh, Took our photos at a photo shoot this weekend and it was incredible. And we should have those out for you guys. Um, And it's in honor of our two year anniversary party that's coming up. So just another plug. Just in case it's not on your radar, be sure you're. saying that you're going on our Facebook event. August, sure, 2nd, August 2nd at the yard. 7 p.m. Then we're doing the Ludivine Midnight Toast at 11. Well, at midnight, but like join us at Ludivine starting at 11 after that. And then like maybe some special plans still to be solidified, but like just like a little, little something maybe having that Saturday morning after that. So yeah, we're still shoring things up, but stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for being here with us through this incredible two years and like it's i was gonna say it's felt longer it literally has been longer because we were working on it before we launched true but not that much longer though. not that much though because <laughs> we like got it together and out the door like man it's, it's crazy so anyway just thank y'all and we can't wait to be back in your ears next week that was a weird sentence i'm so sorry i said it i regret it already and i just say it bye bye